What is up, boys and girls? Welcome back to another episode of Chicken Bone Alley, brought to you by SRI Performance Stock Car Steel and Aluminum. Our buddy Randy Keene over there, RK Motorsports Consulting, and Earl Ramey Racing's in engine. Earl Ramey Racing Engines. Tongue tied, Dave. For some reason, there it is. There it is. What's up? I'm David. I'm Sterling. What's up, y'all? Oh, oh. are you you gonna live over there? No, I don't think so. You itching, bro? You itching? It's not really itching. It's just like it feels like needles. <laughs> like I don't know what it is. I well, one day you'll learn. Keep shirt on out there on the boat. I think I got second degree sun poisoning. Is that a thing? Second degree sun poisoning. Dang. <laughs> <clears throat> Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah, I'll get through it. If I have to leave here, if y'all don't hear me for a while, I'm jumping in a hot shower and I'll be right back. Because that <laughs> relieves it for about 15, 20 minutes. Or seconds. Could you come out in the shower a little while you're talking about sorry itching? It is, but it's about to drive me insane. <laughs> yeah, anyway, if you can't tell, we went out on the boat this past weekend and uh, it got hairy. Well, it wasn't that bad. It was I mean, pretty it was, bad. It, was, it really wasn't that bad. It was just windy. And the bad. wind was in our face, so we got soaked. Uh, for 55 miles. <laughs> Four and a half hours. Four and a half hours. Got, Ugh. we got smashed there, but, uh, I mean, it was fine. We just couldn't run. We couldn't run hard, um, because of the wind where it was pushing right back at us. <laughs> so, I, I just know I was real happy when all of a sudden I started seeing a couple buoys out there and could see some rocks in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was fun. The whole, you know, the whole trip was fun. Um, hated that the wind picked up. It was supposed to go down. I was supposed to get better throughout the day, and it did not do that at all. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we left out of Georgetown. Um, went through Winyard Bay. Perfect. It was perfect in there. What six o'clock, roughly? Yeah. Saturday morning. Um, pushed out of there, no problem. And we uh we hit some uh some rock piles. Uh we started out about forty five or so miles and then we went a little further from there. But um it was nice in the morning, man. It, it was. We caught fish left and right, um, a pile of fish. And um I guess about eleven o'clock I started noticing getting a little worse. A little <laughs> worse. I didn't say no. I was just saying, okay, it's getting a little worse. And um then about twelve thirty, it started white capping, terrible. Yeah, out there. So I knew the wind was going to be bad, and it was to our back at that point. I said, "Okay, <laughs> it's going to be a fun ride home." I'm pretty sure you could have got on a surfboard at about fifty five miles out. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was uh, choppy. The sea, the, the 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 which is weird, but the swells were not bad. The swells were actually good. Yeah, it wasn't that it was that high. It's just they were uh, every well, it was quarter second. It was, it was the wind that made it like that. I mean, the the swells were were fine, but um, but yeah, it was a experience for sure. But we had a good time. Water was beautiful. Uh, pretty blue water. Caught all kind of stuff. Caught an albacore, uh, jack. Um, pretty nice, about thirty four, thirty five inches, and um, a pile of a million snapper. We're going for red snapper because that was our. One one of three days um, in the year that we can go snag us one, but we did not get on him <clears throat> because our day had to end short because we had a almost five hour ride back. Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh, caught a pile of a million pile of grunts, triggers, 
porgies, stingrays. Some, there was a couple sea bass out there. Yeah, we, we caught a pile of fish. So it was fun, nonetheless. It was a good time. Uh, didn't get to fish as long as we wanted to, but uh, we enjoyed it. I don't know if Dave's going back, though. No. No, I'm good. <laughs> I don't think he's going to get out there again. I'm good. <laughs> I was, uh, I, I, I have vertigo anyway. So I take some medicine for it, which it already kind of knocks me out. Well, about the time I was feeling okay enough to stand up was about the time it got worse out there and I no longer felt like standing up anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it got pretty... Uh... So I'm like, no, nope, no. Nope. And and then coming back, it was just like... When we say wet, it, it wasn't like we just got a little bit of water sprayed on us. No, no, no. It was like somebody standing at the front of the boat taking a five-gallon bucket and just constantly throwing it on you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> constantly. Man, the, the waves was pushing over the whole entire boat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like it was... It wasn't... Let me tell you that. It wasn't the waves. It was the the bow. Yeah, it was just bow spill over the it front. Was just, it was just... The wind was pushing it oh, over yeah. the boat. Yeah. So, it wasn't like the seas were that bad. They weren't. It was just... I just know your, bil- your, your billage pump was pumping... <laughs> Thing worked good, man. It never shut off the whole way back <laughs> no. home. But uh, yeah, we uh, we we I think we pushed for about fifteen miles and stopped and jumped in the water for a little while and got in. You know that that, that felt really good and uh, really pretty pretty water. Um, <clears throat> so we enjoyed that a little swim about thirty five miles offshore. So that was cool. Um, and uh, and we kept on pushing. We stopped a little bit. We go and we stop a little bit because I tell you what. Very hard to see when you got salt water in your eyes trying to see where waves are breaking. That was tough. I told Sterling I was going to give him some Earnhardt goggles and spray some Rain X on them I next needed, time. I needed me some SRI uh, tear off. So <laughs> That's exactly what you needed. I'd have run out, though, I believe. Cause <laughs> quickly, I, <laughs> quickly. Yeah. Uh, I, I know when I got home, uh, I, I'm pretty sure my shirt and my pants and everything else could have stood up by itself it was just covered in salt yeah it was uh it was definitely an experience but it was good i enjoyed it i'll do it again uh any day for sure so uh but yeah i just hate that uh ended short but it is what it is at least we enjoy while we're out there well we did i don't know david really enjoyed i can't really say we as a as a whole i I actually did not mind sitting there while y'all were catching fish I was I, I was literally about to get up and go grab a pole. I was I was about to. Then I got out the notion when I couldn't stand up in the boat. Not from not being able to stand up in the boat because of my head. Just I couldn't stand up in the boat hardly. Yeah, sea legs. <laughs> you had to get your sea legs pretty good there. It took me a few minutes to get them, but um, but yeah, it was. <laughs> it wasn't uh, it, it's it's not no uh lake that's for sure. Nah, nah. Then uh, we got back, went to church on Sunday morning, had a good message from Pastor Mac there. Absolutely. And uh, did you clean some fish yesterday afternoon? No, actually, uh, A.B., uh, a good buddy of ours, goes to church with us. He um, he wanted them, so uh, we took them all to him yesterday. <laughs> there you go. And he's going to clean them up, so uh, yeah, I may get a, get a get a little bit from him there and do something with it if I can figure out how to cook it. <laughs> Nothing to it. Nothing to it. I, I can do that part. I can do that part. <laughs> I got the cooking part now. 
Yeah. Oh well, well, uh, guys, we were we have talked about this for a little while now, uh, going back a little ways when it was first announced, but um, man, we we going from from the ocean this past weekend. Next weekend we're gonna have something pretty cool to do. It is the twenty twenty one Carolina Sizzler at Charlotte, the dirt track at Charlotte. So, uh, we've had him on here before. Uh, let's go to the phone here and talk to Mr. Dalton Lamb. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Mr. Dalton Lamb. What is going on, man? You doing all right today? I am. I am. It's been a, it's been a nice hot day here in East Tennessee and it's been pretty. We had a little bit of a stormy and rainy weekend. So, I mean, as you know, with, with Smokey getting shut down twice this weekend, really stunk, but. Uh, it's been a been a decent day today. We've had a little bit of shower, but just excited for this week and and you know excited to to get to Saturday and and Sunday night and putting on a good show over at the dirt track. For sure, man. Yeah, you talk about Smokey got shut down twice. Uh, uh, even down here at um at Cherokee got shut down, so they didn't get nothing in this week. But that's gonna be a uh, that's gonna be a different circumstance this weekend because we got a 2021. Carolina Sizzler, the inaugural Carolina Sizzler. Man, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah, we are too. I think there's a lot of growing buzz about it. Um, you know, I get, I feel like every day, obviously, the, the Facebook page gets lit up with messages and comments and questions and things, and that's to be expected. And we try to, you know, we try to be as responsive in a timely manner as, as possible. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's getting closer, and as the closer it gets, it seems like more and more people are finding out about it. And so the questions raise and you got more people that are just talking about it, which is a great thing. You know, that's been, that's been the whole part or the whole point of everything that we've done is just to really raise that awareness and, and get people, get people to notice it and uh, not, not really get people to notice it necessarily as a super late model, heavy event, or even really just a late model, heavy event, but really what we want to have the optics focused on is that, it's a celebration of dirt racing as a whole, you know, from an industry standpoint. For sure, man. I mean, that's, there's a lot of things that have come together for this race and you've, you've brought a lot of different, uh, really a lot of different series in with the, uh, with all the crate guys and everything else coming in there. Um, tell us again, one more time, all the classes got going on. Yeah. So we have the, uh, on Saturday night, we will run the, we've called it the ADRA front wheel, front wheel drives, but the rule, the rules book and everything else that we're using is uh, from the Southeastern Hornets Association front wheel drives. It's stock front wheel drives. And uh, Andrew, Andrew's really helped us a lot there and, and letting us use his rule book. He's going to help us tech and, and things like that for those front wheel drives on Saturday. We also have the Midi street stocks and the Midi's modifieds. Midi's modifieds will only have one night of racing that Saturday night and they'll race there on, on Saturday night. Um, we also have the American All-Star Series Pro Late Models. That's Crate 604 Late Models. Uh, they'll be in, in action. The the Limited Late Models, it's a co-sanctioned event between the Topless Outlaws and the Steel Block Bandit Challenge uh, Series over there in North Carolina. They're co-sanctioning the Limited Late Models portion. Uh, and then we will also have the Red Clay Series 602 late models in action on Saturday night. And then on Sunday, it's the exact same series with the exception of we switch out the Mideast Modifieds with the, the ADRA 
super late models uh, there on Sunday night who will anchor the, the Sunday evening racing. Man, and, and not only a lot of classes going up, everything we've seen, man, a lot of money getting paid out of these guys this weekend. Yeah, there's a lot of money flowing around, and, uh, you know, I think that um, I know that you've probably seen it there on Facebook just today. We, we posted out a new initiative. We've, we've had the Pack the Track thing going for a while, and, and really that's just a, a spinoff of the fan challenge that we were going to do over at Beckley a couple weeks ago. Um, and that Pack the Track is, is there to also increase the purse amounts. But we wanted to, uh, you know, we wanted to give fans a way to, without even purchasing a ticket, without doing anything to actually watch the race, we wanted the grassroots community to have an opportunity to uh, to affect the purse amounts. And so, you know, Saturday night, it's more of like a weekly, it's like a weekly series top purse amount um, or a weekly show that you might see. There's still pretty good payouts when you look at the fact that all of the series are receiving decent amounts of uh of money in their, in their purses. But, um, but then on Sunday we're, we're really stepping it up and, and paying out. Yeah, you know, I think, and, and again, these numbers are probably going to change before, before Sunday rolls around, but on a base purse amount, you're looking at 20,000 to win for the super lates, 10,000 to win for the 604 crates, uh, 5,000 to win for the limited late models, 2,500 to win for the 602 late models, 1500 to win for the street socks and then 1200 to win for the front wheel drives. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of money paid out there, but again, I, you know, the money's great. I think that that's what ex- attracts a lot of your drivers and really those purse amounts really, you know, turn some heads on the fan side, but, but we want this to really be a celebration. And so we've tried to, you know, put in some, some extra flair and some extra components to, to the weekend to, to make that, make that the case man i've seen a lot of that how y'all uh bring it bringing some history to the tracks all you put out a post last night about about uh some 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 old school stuff coming in there yeah yeah so we um you know i was alerted to the fact that the lost speedways season two episode two you know talked about the jim dunn story and that was a story that actually i'd never heard before um i'd never heard of it before i knew about pinsborough speedway i knew about the the dirt track world championship. I kind of had a, a little bit of an idea of, uh, of the fact that it had went away from Pennsboro, obviously, but, but I'd never heard of the Jim Dunn story. Um, and, and the miracle of that, that weekend. And, and really, as I was watching that as a, as a race fan, I was like, man, that's really awesome. And, uh, you know, whenever they brought out at the end of that episode, whenever Dell Jr. And Matthew Dillner there, they brought out the, the Jim Dunn car and it rolled out onto the track and they had Rocky car and everybody there gathered around and talking and stuff. I was like, man, I want to try my best. Like it's probably not going to be possible because this is literally like a week ago. So I'm like, it's probably not going to be possible, but in the world that we live in, it's, it's pretty easy to touch with people. And so I, I looked up Rocky and his wife on Facebook and, and I noticed that Rocky hadn't made a post on Facebook in a year or so but his wife had posted recently. So I messaged her and, um, you know, luckily she responded to me about midnight that same night. And she had told me that Rocky was working, Rocky's working third shift. And so he gets in in the next morning, he gives me a call and I didn't expect it, but I got the call and it was from Zanesville, Ohio. And I was like, I bet this is Rocky, or at least I hope this is Rocky. 
And so I answered it. And sure enough, it was him. And so we talked. And I remember, you know, I just told him why I wanted him and, and her to be there. Because that's really all I wanted at first was for those two to come down and, and just be with us. I just wanted to talk to him. I just wanted him to, to be a part of it. Because to me, like, it, as I said in the post, our sport, especially super late models, our sport is standing on the, the shoulders of, of giants like Jim Dunn and, and guys like Rocky who helped make it happen back when it was really more about passion than it was about money. Um, and so I just wanted him here. And he got really quiet. He, I didn't really know what to say because after I finished talking, he was dead silent for like at least 30 seconds. And I was like, Rocky, are you there? <laughs> And so he finally responds. He's like, I'm just a normal guy. He's like, I don't understand. He said, you know, I can't, I I never realized that that show would have that much reach. He said, do you, do you really think that a lot of people have seen that episode? And I was like, man, there are a lot of people who've seen that episode. Oh, yes. And and I said, there's a lot more people who, even without seeing that episode, they know the Jim Dunn story and they're going to be, you know, excited to, to have that piece of history with us and uh, at least having you. And so long story short, one thing led to another and I got talking with him and, and he, he said that he wouldn't feel right coming unless he invited the other guys. And so Ashley Ness called me the very next day and he started talking to me about it. And before you know it, that's on Friday of last week. And, you know, last night on Sunday night, Ashley texts me and says, Hey, we're in. And he gave me everybody that they needed. And how many hotel rooms they needed. And, and uh, he just said, we're, we're going to be down there. We're excited. And, and he had mentioned that um, they would use the Jim Dunn car for the four wide salute. And I was ecstatic about that. Um, wow. So, you know, just, so they're going to be there. They're going to be in the, in the pits area over there next to uh, vendor row. And they're going to have their cars set up there and, and they're going to be there willing to, to talk with people and, and they're doing something really cool. They're, they're partnered up with Bill Blair Jr. And I don't know if that name means anything to you, but um, they're partnered up with Bill Blair Jr. And some of the guys from, you know, they're trying to put together a museum type traveling museum almost, I guess. And uh, they, they're really trying to keep the history of the sport together and create some, some interest in the history of the sport. And, uh, so they're going to actually not only are they going to be there to tell stories and talk and things, but they're, they're going to be there to actually advertise some of the things that they're doing, you know, in a couple of weeks in Mount Airy, North Carolina, and then also at Pennsboro Speedway in September. So it's going to just be an exciting time. I think that there's going to be a lot of drivers and fans that are going to swarm the car over there and, and, and talk with them. So I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah, that's going to be huge, man. Uh- that's gonna be huge. That's that's cool. It's cool to see the history of the sport like that, and you know, especially for younger fans even coming in, coming in and seeing, seeing, first of all, just cars like that, but then learning the whole story behind them. That's 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 cool, and that's what keeps the sport alive. But also, man, you've uh, had some driver announcements that you've made over the past couple of days. Uh, tell us some of the some of the names you got coming. Yeah, so the ones that we've announced, we've got Devin Moran coming. Um, he actually, he and I spoke today, uh, again today. Um, Devin's coming down, and then Brandon Overton is, is coming over. He's planning to be over there. Ross Bells is coming over. Um, we've got a lot of 
we've got a lot of people that are talking. We've got some, I will say rumors. There's been no confirmation from some people. I will say that uh, there is one Lucas driver, um, one pretty popular Lucas driver. I'm not going to mention names because, again, if I don't want to say somebody's coming and then they not show up and it looks bad on them or us, but there is a very, very popular Lucas driver who is very high on the points list um, who has already made the arrangement to – get a third car ready and they're going to send their third car on down to Charlotte. And then after the diamond nationals on Saturday night, they're going to fly from Missouri to Charlotte to race. Um, and then we've got, we've got some inklings of some, some other super late model drivers from a Northeast Tennessee shop that may be there. Um, again, nothing <laughs> confirmed, <laughs> nothing confirmed, but you know, we've heard, we've heard rumors and inklings, but you know, Trevor Bain, I think we that Joe oh, yeah. with the American All-Star Series, he confirmed that today, um, that Trevor Bain is going to be there with the crates. And so, you know, I, to me, honestly, there's going to be a ton, especially in the Super Late Models, because with Friday night, with the uh, Ray Cook Series, the Southern National Series running Friday night for 10,000 to win at Beckley, and then Saturday, Saturday night for 10,000 at With, um, you know, there's going to be a lot, I feel like, because they run again on Monday at Volunteer for 4,000 to win. There's going to be a lot of those guys that are following that series and then just local and regional guys that drive super late models that I think are going to be at the event. And, um, you know, as a fan, I, I like it whenever I know, you know, some of the bigger names that are going to be there. But also as a fan and, and really just as a, a – a guy who really likes racing in general, not necessarily just any particular class. You know, one thing that I've made very clear to, there's been a lot of people message the page and say, Hey, do you have a full driver's list for super late model series? And we're like, well, we've made a couple announcements. And if we get any of these other guys that we've heard rumors of, if they call us and say, yeah, we're in for sure, then yeah, we'll make those announcements for those guys. Cause I think that that helps not only bring fans to the table, but it also kind of gives you know, credence to people wanting to watch the event, even on pay-per-view. So we'll announce those whenever we get them. But, but really, I mean, I'm excited to see some of these local and regional guys that show up um, because over here in East Tennessee, super late models, they've not really been a, a regular top class that's been ran since, you know, the early two thousands. And I remember back whenever I was growing up, volunteer used to have a, a super late model class that used to run quite often. Vic Hill used to win all the time over here. And uh, and now it's just not run anymore because it's so expensive. But over in the Carolinas, I mean, you've got the Carolina Clash and you've got the ultimate, you know, late models and, and all these different classes and stuff. And so I'm just excited to see some of those guys run. Some guys that maybe I don't know who they are, but they're very good drivers. So, Yeah, man, for sure. And me and Sterling were actually talking about it the other day. And I think we, I think we might mention it last week on here that – uh. Carolina Clash Tour is going to be running over at Fayetteville uh, Saturday night. So I really feel like a lot of those guys probably going to make the drive down the road and come over to Charlotte on, on Sunday. So that's probably going to be a a good I, – I, re, I really, really feel like there's going to be an awesome turnout on, on super late models. I really do. But not only that, I mean, all the other classes coming out, I mean, it – one, like you said, it's just just the history and getting this event started and 
and hopefully it'd be a, a staple for years to come. Um, but also there's a lot of these guys, you know, I know you said some of it, you, you know, was kind of like a, a, a regular, uh, Saturday night payout, but some of these guys don't race for that much and they want to come try their hand at it. So I really feel right. like you're going, you're going to get some of these guys out, out the woodworks out there. <laughs> I, you know, I hope so. I mean, I know that, um, you know, last year, whenever I helped, uh, whenever I helped with the crate late model national championship over at volunteer speedway, we did pre-registration for it. And I think we may have had three cars that pre-registered three. Right. And, and we were at that point, we were like, man, I mean, what's this going to be like? I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what the turnout's going to be like. And then the very first night we had 74 cars there. So, you know, we've got right now, I think the last time that I looked at our pre-registration list, and this isn't like in any particular class, it's just as a total, uh, we have around 170, 170 ish, uh, drivers that have registered pre-registered already. And, uh, we know just, just in talking to Joe, Joe Rush with the American All-Star Series talked with him yesterday and and there are only 23 24 604 crates um, that that he knows that are following that follow his series there's only 23 or 24 of those that have signed up pre-registered but there's 40 or more that have already told him they're coming so wow. you know right there I think that that's going to kind of be the 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 tail of the tape in, in every series, not just super late models in the crates, but I mean, in, in street stocks and front wheel drive and, and all of that stuff. I know that we've got, we've got a couple of guys that are coming, you know, in, in uh, street stock and, you know, the Mideast modified class that's running there. We've got guys that are coming from upstate New York. We've got guys that are coming from Pennsylvania. We've got several guys coming up from Florida and Georgia Obviously, you've got a bunch of the Carolinas and Virginia and Tennessee and things in Kentucky. But uh, I really think that we have, with the exception of maybe three or four states, we have a dry, at least one driver from every state on the eastern seaboard and then even into the Appalachian region all the way down into Georgia. Uh, so, I mean, we got drivers coming from, from everywhere across multiple classes. So, you know, that's just the guys that are coming from far away. And then, you know, whoever shows up the, the, the night of that's, you know, an hour or two drive away. So I think it's going to be nuts. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be wild. I think, you know, in talking with the guys over at Charlotte, man, they, you know, they've, they've, I can't express how thankful I am for guys like Matt Long and guys like Eric Singhaus who they have helped they've helped me tremendously in planning this event and helping me, you know, asking questions that I didn't know to ask. Uh, Eric has gone so far above and beyond. He's put together uh, know before you go documents that we're going to be sharing out here soon. He's put together maps that give kind of trailways on how we're, you know, how traffic needs to flow and how we're going to get cars to, to come up to stage and grid. No, I mean, he's done all that stuff to really help with the flow of things, but even they, you know, even they have felt like since the beginning, whenever we started talking about this event, that it was going to be a, it was going to be a big event, but it was going to be like a big local regional event. But right. the sense that I'm getting over the last, you know, week or so is that this event's starting to kind of pick up some steam here about four or five days before. And I, I'm really excited to see what it turns out to be. <laughs> well, well, I think you already know this probably, but, it, but if other people don't anyway, 
race car drivers are procrastinators. <laughs> they, they, yeah. all, they all, they'll tell you all week long, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it to track this week. I don't have the car together. But somehow Friday night, that car is together and they're on their way to the track. They will drive all night to make it to that track on Saturday. So I think, <laughs> I really think everything's going to be just fine when it comes to car count. I mean, I don't think there's going to be no issues there because you're putting everything together right that I see to have, it's one of the things, if you build it, they will come. So I, I think they'll be there. Um, tell everybody where they can get their tickets for it. Say that again? I said, if you can, tell everybody where they can get tickets for this. Yeah, yeah. So you can go onto our Facebook page. Uh, there's a couple of different ways you can go about it. Um, on our Facebook page, you can go and find the event, the Carolina Sizzler. There is a link there on the event that's directly to the, the ticket website. It's an events.com website. It's also linked in several of our posts. It's also linked in several of the Dirt Track at Charlotte's posts on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and then one question that we get asked a lot is that, you know, can I buy tickets at the track? And you absolutely can. We're not going to, I hope we sell out, but we're not going to sell out pre-sale tickets. That's just not going to happen. Um, so yeah, there's absolutely going to be tickets available at the track. So you can, you know, if you don't want to buy them pre-sale because maybe you're afraid of the weather or, you know, if you're an hour or two hour drive away from the track and you're kind of waiting to see either A, if you've got the freedom and ability to go or B, if the weather's going to hold up, whatever the case may be, you're perfectly fine to come on and buy tickets at the track. If you want to buy them pre-sale, hop on Facebook, go to our event page there. You can click on that link or you can find any number of posts that have the ticket link uh, put on there. Good deal, man. That's it's gonna be a fun time. I, I'm ready for it, man. And uh, also, they can uh, they, they can stream this live. How, how can you get that? Yep. So that is our company, uh, Grassroots Sports TV. So you can stream that live by going to www.grsportstv.com. And so when you go there, and I'll I'll say this too, we're not actually going to offer a pay per view viewing. We're going to do a subscription only. So the only way that you're going to watch this is to have a monthly or three month or a, an annual subscription. Uh, any of those subscription levels will, will get access to both days um, and you can cancel at any time. So really, if you wanted to watch both days and you can't make it out to the track, you know, our monthly subscription is $20 a month. So you could pay $20 and uh, you could watch both nights of racing. And then as soon as the race is over, you could cancel your subscription and not have to worry about being charged anymore so ultimately you know you're going to essentially be able to pay 20 bucks and watch both nights and we actually have some people that subscribed to watch the the beckley usa 100 a couple weeks ago and because that race was in july and when they purchased their subscription it gave them 30 days access so their their 20 dollars for the month of july is going to grant them access to the beckley usa 100 and then both nights of the sizzler well done you can't beat that with a stick <laughs> no, no. And, you know, you can't cancel any time, but we got a lot more stuff that we're going to be doing. I mean, not only are we following the series that we've been following, but, you know, there's going to be a lot more super late model stuff coming up in the future and, and probably even near future that we've not announced yet. Good deal. Well, that makes me even more excited. More, st more cool stuff coming up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's one thing I like, man. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna quit trying to to add new things that I think people are gonna enjoy because, you know, it's things I enjoy. Basically, that's what I do. If I think that I would like it, then 
I feel like other people would like it, and so I want to try to make it happen. That's it, man. Well, what time are the uh, festivities getting started at the track there this weekend? So on Friday night, we're going to have an early load-in for haulers, and that's going to be from 5 to 7. Uh, on Friday night, you can come in and load in anytime in those two in that two-hour window. Saturday, the pit gates will open at 12. Grandstand gates will open at 4. So you can come in. Your, your, your pit gates will open at 12. You can come in if you've not already come in on from 5 to 7 the night before. You can come in, park your hauler, get set up and everything, and then you've got tech after that. And we won't start hot laps. Hot laps will start at 5.30 both nights. So if you're a fan and you're just coming out to watch, grandstand gates won't open until four hot laps start at five. And what I will tell you is, is that, uh, you know, if you've ever been to the World Short Track Championships and you've seen kind of how they flow things, that's exactly what we're going to try to mimic, probably just on a bigger scale, because I think we're going to have a little bit more cars. At least I hope we do. Um, and so it's going to be fast paced. There's going to be a ton of action. There's hopefully never going to be, unless there's an accident of some kind, uh, it's going to be one of those scenarios in which cars are never going to be off the track, or never off the track. You're going to have one group roll on, one group roll off, the whole night, wheels on the track, everything else. So Awesome, man. Awesome. Man, I can't wait for it. This is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to get there and get on the grounds and just see all the, see all the action, man. It's going to be awesome. All right, well, guys, you know I'm I'm excited to have you guys out. I want you guys to to even if you've got the ability to broadcast live, I mean, come up in the booth and and hang out with us. Um, I'd like to meet with you, talk with you, and and you know broadcast live from the track with us, interview with us. We just want to we'd love to see you hang out, and uh, you know you've been you've been such a big help in helping us push this out, and we can't we can't thank you enough, man. Well, we appreciate it, man. We appreciate being able to be a small part of it, and uh, we will definitely be there with uh, with uh, bells on to say and and cameras rolling and ready and and talking to as many people as we can. So we will definitely do it, and we will uh, definitely can't wait to see you there, man. All right. Well, you guys have a good one. You too, buddy. All right, everybody. Want to thank Mister Dalton Lamb for coming on here and hanging out with us again and uh y'all will definitely be hearing from him again and probably uh seeing him on some of our uh social media probably live here over the weekend getting uh getting down and dirty into at, at the dirt track at charlotte yes sir it's gonna be good man it's gonna be, anytime you can get get some racing there i like it so uh and it's gonna be a packed house i think um Anytime they do anything near Charlotte, it's, it's pretty pretty packed. So a lot of guys going to want to come check it out. Um, going to want to come run it for sure. So I know it's going to be a, a good show. For sure. I'm ready for it. Ready for it. I'm excited. I've been looking. The, the, the anticipation has been killing me. I've been, I know it. I've been talking about this for months, and it's finally here. I know. Since what, January or something? It feels like it. I don't know. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> There's this, I think it was like the day it come out, literally. I, yeah. I I messaged Dalton, and we got the ball rolling on our side, and he got it rolling on his side, and we've been talking about it ever since. So that's been cool. So y'all come out. If you're uh, in the area, if you're not in the area, come on, make a weekend of it. Where else you going to find a weekend of racing at one place this weekend? Uh, come to the dirt track at Charlotte. Check out the 
2021 Carolina Sizzler. It'll have, it, I promise you, it'll have some type of racing you like. Oh, for sure. <laughs> no doubt. Because there's all kind of classes there. Yep. And I know, uh, I know I've seen Jeremy Steele, he's going. Um, I know Willie Milliken said he's going. So there's quite a few of them that are our buddies that are getting ready to head over there and, and make a weekend of it. Yeah, for sure. We'll see a lot of good guys over there. A lot of our, a lot of people that uh, shop at SRI will be there for sure. That's right down the road. So uh, that'll be good to know. We might just have to leave early and run over to SRI ourselves. Yeah, you never know. It, it could happen. Might go shopping a little bit. It could happen. Who knows? <laughs> well, speaking of SRI. So uh, we got Greg Martin here on the line now. And uh, he's, a, he's a team SRI driver. And uh, man, Greg, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Doing good. Just trying to catch up on my sleep, I guess. <laughs> you've been, you've had a busy past few days, haven't you? Yes, we have. Uh, we've been playing well, you know, for us. You know, we're just weekend guys, but we've been we did five races in eight nights. So uh, a lot of love traveling, and uh, it was fun. And now it's time to just sit back and relax after we fix up this car. I hear you there, man. Well, we will definitely get into that here in a little while. But we want to get into. Getting to know you a little bit better. Like I said, you are a uh, one of our team SRI drivers, and um, but let's get to know you a little more. Where where are you from? Up at? I'm up near uh, Niagara Falls, New York, from Wilson. Okay, good deal, good yeah, deal. Yeah. And, and uh, we know obviously you, you uh, drive the modifieds. Like, uh, what class? What classes are you mainly running? Are you run all those modified classes? No, I run a. Uh, uh, 358 dirt modified and uh we run with a we run with a big block sometimes but um only on select tracks so we can really keep up the momentum and stuff and uh and keep up with them guys but we uh we run weekly at ranceville speedway up here and uh sometimes we head out to central new york out to bolton weed sport you know we've been all the way up you know can am uh okay. and that's what we do we just travel all over good deal man huh we uh, yeah, y'all got some crazy. We were just talking about that. Uh, y- y'all y'all race some crazy schedules up there. We were just looking at our buddy uh Derek McGrew Jr. He's up there racing somewhere tonight, and I was like, man, they just they they race every night up there. <laughs> they do. We've we've got a bunch of different series up here, and you can pick a series and follow it, or you can have a bunch of cars and follow them all. And yeah, they uh actually every night this week, um up here with a northeaster modified you can race starting tonight all the way through the weekend wow that's crazy that's cool yeah. that's cool as on the what but it's crazy at the same time <laughs> oh well, good deal well let's go back a little bit with you man where did you get your start in racing i've been racing um when ranceville speedway built the go-kart track i think it was 1992 we started racing go-karts right there because that's right around the corner from my parents house and uh, so we started in go-karts, and then uh, I got into uh, TQ Midgets um, on the asphalt when I turned 18. Um, and then I ran some asphalt sportsman stuff for a while, and then got into the dirt stuff when I was 21. And it's been all downhill since... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no, that's, uh, that's when they say we all go crazy. It's like, oh, here it goes. They found a the dirt. There they go. <laughs> nah. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's cool, man. 
Good deal. Well, tell us about your season. How's it going so far? Uh, we're doing good. Um, we're we're uh, cracking the top five. Um, we're just just missing out on wins. I feel like we're there. Uh, we just need a little luck. Just can't get. Well, you know, when we got the speed, we don't have the starting position, and when we got the starting position, we don't have the speed. So, um, we're really, we're really just cracking the top five, and we're there. Um, we got a lot of really stout guys up here at Ranceville every week. So, um, just to be there with them is really, you know, is what we're after. But we're just got to keep digging and keep going. For sure, man. And and that's another thing about uh up there with you. Northeast modified guys is everybody I talk to is like, oh, we got stout fields at this track. We got, and y'all do. That's the crazy thing is like every track has so many guys that are so good in the modifieds up there. I mean, it, it, it's like, I mean, every racer lives it, but y'all live it, live it up there. I mean, everybody just is on, minds their P's and Q's and they're on it every week. Yeah, well, that's what, um, like I said, with all the different series and all the different racing you can do, um, inevitably, um, all of our home tracks have a handful of guys that do race, you know, 150 nights a week or, you know, 100, 150 nights a week. And um, that's, the, you know, the more you race, the better you are. And, you know, these guys are, are hooked up and connected and they've got, you know, money behind them and talent behind them. And, you know, they race all the time. So in order to beat that, you really need to dig deep and work hard on your own stuff. And, um, you know, and ultimately you get a lot of support along the way, you know, yourself. Yeah, man, definitely understand that. Well, we know uh, you get a, it, uh, well, we'll say support. Uh, <laughs> our buddy Randy Keene, he, uh, he knows the stuff about brakes, especially. And uh, we know he... Uh, he he does some work with you on your brakes on your car, running some PFCs on there. And tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah. Uh, in uh, in 2020, I was selected to Team PFC, um, and I knew Randy from before, and uh, so it was kind of kind of a great um, great deal, you know, meeting up with Randy and being able to work with him, you know, because you know with his engineering side and me already having a the PFC stuff. Um, and being familiar with it, you know, we figured we could, we could team up together and really, and, um, really make the most out of having the performance brake systems, you know? So when he went with SRI, I'm like, heck yeah, like, let's get, let's do this, you know, let's work together. And, you know, it's, it's really difficult to, to tell people just how important braking is because, you know, we're in the, we're in the business of going faster, not slower, but really when you can get good performance brakes and, and get, um, people behind it that understand it and and understand you know the the whys and how everything works you know that's really what the you know making the best out of them that works for sure and and like we said before on here many times randy definitely knows the stuff about it and uh he'll uh he can we, we've been at track with him and guys will come up there and tell him you know what what the car is doing under brake he'll be like oh we need to change to this pad we need to change a little bit of pressure here and i mean Boom, he's on it, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. Which is crazy because he's not in a car anymore ever. So he, but he he knows it. He knows the stuff. Yeah, and it's great. You know, Randy, he's he's introduced me to to other people throughout the industry. You know, with with Draco and Andy May and stuff like that. So man, just just the more people you know, um, the more the more help you can get, and and that's what this is about. It's all about connections and getting the help where you need it and support when you need it. 
and uh, like Randy, we've already made a few changes on my car this year, and everything's, you know, everything's for the better since we made changes. He's he's definitely tuning me in, and uh, you know, just stuff like that. It really helps. It really helps when you have the knowledge, so you don't have to gamble on spending couple hundred dollars on something that you're guessing on you know and so you can call up get an expert opinion and make the deal and then you know you you really fully expect that your car will be better 100 percent, man 100 percent. uh you also mentioned draco springs in there tell us about uh tell us about them draco springs a little bit you know, draco, the, the springs are great uh andy may uh when we talked to him he is just above and beyond intelligent you know so really getting um, from, you know, you get a, you, you talk to these people who are all salesmen, um, in the salesman guys, they, they tend to, they'll sell you anything, you know, but when you actually talk to a spring engineer, you know, that's, that's what you want to know. I want to know what is going to help me, what is going to um, work for me and why. And that's, that's what we really, you know, work on with Draco. And that's, that's really what we're honing in on. For sure, man, and that's what we—that's what me and Sterling always say. We loved about a uh, SRI there because it's not just salesmen, salesmen, as you just said. Everybody knows knows their parts up there, knows what they got, knows what you need. When you say, you know, you get the technical support, the technical side, and and that's a big help for a lot of guys. Yeah, and that's you know, and that's where um, where we need as a small team, we really tend to to need that technical support because you know those. We race, you know, 50 times a year, but those other guys that are racing 150 times, they have three times the, the technology that they can test with themselves, you know? And so I'm, when I'm trying to compete with that, I need someone who has their, their hands, you know, in everybody's cookie jar, you know what I mean? That really understand what's going on and it can really give me a, you know, tune me in, like I said, in one third the amount of time. For sure, man. Well, that's, that's, that's good to hear. And we love to hear, uh, good testimonials about uh sri and our buddies up there um but we know you just had like you were saying before you was a little tired coming off of a lot of nights of racing you had five races in eight nights give us a little rundown of how everything went oh well it went good um we had we had to run a couple different um uh series and we only have one car right now so we were we came home friday night after running ransomville with the top five we changed motors and then we went down to pennsylvania on Sunday, we ran that and uh, led, and we got ended up second. Late race caution kind of bit me, but um, and then we came back up here and switched motors back around for Tuesday, and then we ran Friday and had to change the rear end Friday night, and then we took off Saturday morning back down to Ohio, and uh, we were running second, got a little jingle there, but we came back up to a tenth place finish there. But so we didn't we didn't quite meet our expectation there, but we had the speed, and uh, we said it's it's tough for a for just a three three guy crew, you know. We're just we we pushed the wives to the limits on this week. <laughs> I believe it. I don't I don't know how you didn't just fall asleep out on the racetrack because dude, that's that's a lot of uh that's a lot of going. Yes, yeah. You wake up, you know, but in order to to do this you know you've gotta you gotta dig deep and persevere through it and, you know believe me driving back home from ohio you know saturday <laughs> night was not easy rolling in oh, i, I rolled in to, to home about 4 a.m and then off from all the coffee and couldn't fall asleep but so yesterday i was kind of a walking zombie but back at the shop today putting her back together 
what kind of uh what kind of maintenance you gotta do to get it back straight get it going ready for another one well today was a wash day i got some body work to do again tire prep we gotta grind them grind them sipe them uh wash them and then uh we gotta mount new ones because uh, we're we're about cycled out on the ones we were running for this week so got a big big week you know it's uh we're in the shop every day there you go I, I, I can't get any faster if you ain't in there working on it every day exactly that's what they say anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> well uh what's up next for you man um for the next two weekends we will be just around here at ransomville and then um our schedule will take us um every friday night we're at ransomville but then our schedule will start taking us down to pennsylvania here towards the end um well it's kind of sporadic in the beginning of next month but then towards the end of august and september we will be down into pennsylvania a lot and then heading into october we'll be out in central new york a lot good deal man that's that's cool to hear it's cool to uh cool to cool to find new people that you know that we don't necessarily get to see a lot around here around in the southeast necessarily um but we get to get to talk to you on here man and cool to find people that when we're watching on say flow racing or something like that and all of a sudden you're at a race it's like hey i know him so yeah <laughs> so that's that's, that's that's really cool man yeah it's really great uh we ran down charlotte a few years ago and just to to introduce some of the people that aren't really familiar with our cars you know everybody really seems to love them and uh once we get you know once once they they see them and they actually see how how close we battle and uh it's you know because we're a little bit different you know obviously we're slower paced than a than a uh sprint car and a little bit different geometry than a late model so we we kind of a you know we're beasts of the northeast you know so we uh we definitely attract a crowd and i think everybody that was at bristol this year really loved it too oh yes for sure it was all good stuff man well who all uh who all you got on the cards you want to thank oh i gotta definitely thank uh sri and pfc um they really helped out um i gotta thank valco racing wheels bicknell racing products gordon racing engines dig race products and uh my local sponsors here jeffrey machine and bailey brothers landscaping and snow plowing they keep it going well, good deal buddy well that is awesome everybody mr greg martin our uh team pfc driver of the week i mean uh, and sri driver of the week here on Chicken Bone Alley, Greg, man, we appreciate you uh, coming on, giving us some time today, and especially on the short notice. <laughs> but we, <laughs> Not we a problem, thanks. We appreciate it, and can't wait to be uh, looking for you on the track and checking you out, man. All right, yeah, follow me at Greg Martin Racing and uh, Greg Martin Racing on Facebook for any updates, guys. Good deal. I just did it myself, so uh, y'all go do it too. We appreciate you, man. Hey, thank you. All right, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, appreciate Mr. Greg Martin coming on and hanging out with us. Yes, for sure. And Big Block Modifieds or Northeast the Northeast Modifieds. <laughs> in general, in any general, of them. <laughs> put on an awesome show. I mean, we've seen them. We've seen them over here at Lakeview. We've seen them. Um, Volusia. We've, we've seen it at Volusia. We've seen them at Charlotte. Yeah. Um, if anybody ever around here that's listening gets an opportunity to go see them, go see them for sure. They put on a heck of a show and – um, man, I love 358 class. That's I do too. That's probably more. I, I think that's more my favorite than the big block. Yeah. yeah. Um, a tight racing, 
Uh, not as quick, like he was saying, not as quick, but it just puts on a lot better show. In, in some cases, it's kind of like the uh, the living late model versus the super. Right. It's well, also, well, also, I've watched um, watched our buddy Darren McGrew over there, uh, the sportsman, dirt car sportsman they call it, which is crates. And dude, that that was a real good race. Yeah. Willie Milliken jumped in Derek's car, and and he was running another one at Lakeview one night and man that thing that was a fun race to watch mm-hmm. fun fun race to watch yeah for sure so definitely go check them out, them, them guys out we appreciate him stopping by and hanging out with us yep one of our uh, team SRI buddies there and uh yeah for sure and speaking of SRI guys as always well, get hey. stuff from hey SRI. y'all gonna be like Greg man he was just he was just making an order like he said go do it Get go, you something. Go do it. And when you get you something, make sure you use promo code CBONE10. C is in? Chicken. B-O-N-E-1-0. Get you 10% off at checkout. And uh, go get all your stuff, all your Draco Springs, as he said, your PFC breaks. Your tear-offs when you, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> go get them. <laughs> I imagine they got some goggles around there with some tear-offs and send Sterling a pair of them. It's got, yeah, got some posts on it that'll hold about a thousand tear-offs for salt water. Yeah, I need those. Or, or just some with windshield wipers on them. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> sunglasses, sunglasses don't work. No. They just turn them white. Uh, yeah, definitely do not. But anyway, oh, go check them out. Also check out Stock Car Steel and Aluminum uh, for all your uh, for all your material metal needs. I guess you're saying probably even some plastics and everything else. They got it all. Got it all. Got it all. Make them cars look good and shiny. Coming over here to the Carolina Sizzler this weekend. Mm-hmm. Got to get them pretty. This, get is, them. this is a home, big old home race for a lot of you guys. So. Get that stuff looking good for this weekend. For sure. Everybody going to be watching. Yes. I'll be watching. We'll, we'll probably be taking pictures of your car, so you better make sure it's looking good. That's right. We're going to be taking pictures of everybody's car out there. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, But yeah, guys, go check out SRI Performance. Get your, like we said, your PFC brakes, your Draco Springs, whatever else you can think of over there. Check them out and uh, tell them we sent you. Also, our buddy, Earl Ramey, Earl Ramey, Racing Engines. Now, go check him out, too. Um, this is actually kind of going to tie into our next story here. Um, Earl's got a lot of people run his motors, and they're real fast. Real, real fast, as we have said many days. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you want to be fast, get your Earl Ramey Racing Engine. It don't matter. Y'all heard heard Earl on here a few weeks ago. It don't matter if you need a super motor, you need a crate motor, you need anything in between. He'll he'll put together one of the big block modified motors for you. He don't care anything, anything. He's got you got you covered. Uh, he might be on a, bit, a little bit of a backlog, maybe because you know he's he's in high demand. Yeah, you might have to wait a minute or two, but <laughs> get your name on the books. Get it on the list. Why you why you getting it on the list for the motor? Get get it on the list for the chassis dyno as well, because I think that's a waiting list for that too. <laughs> as many cars on it's got to be. So uh, yeah, y'all go over there, 
whenever you get that motor in a car, you throw it on chassis dyno that he's got in shop and check it out. See what kind of power your car is making. Add you different components that you can change out on your engine, on, on everything else, drive line, whatever else you can change out. See what makes the most horsepower to the rear wheels. And uh, you can tell all that there on Earl Ramey's chassis dyno. So y'all go uh, check him out. But how this ties into our next story is, I know y'all have heard the name Overton a little bit. Cody Overton, little sexy as they call him, <laughs> younger brother to Brandon Overton. Cody has drove a crate car for a long time. And he has been running Earl Ramey racing engines. Winning some big shows. Won $10,000 of the week in a crate car. Well, <laughs> it's so funny because it all ties in with us. We, we, we're just kind of the pivot point, I think. We're the yeah. pivot point. Some cases that's not good, but right now it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of cases it's not good, but this, this time it is. This time it's good. Our buddy, y'all heard on here last week, Joey Coulter with Rum Runner Racing. Cody and Joey have hooked up, and Cody's going to drive the Rum Rum Runner Racing entry in the Southern National Tour. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. The supercar. So he's going to be making his uh, super debut. That's sweet. In the number two car there. Hey, it can't. It cannot hurt either. That uh, your brother is winning everything, and maybe that'll kind of feed back in to help Joey's camp a little bit more. So you I know, mean, hey, running same win win, running the same chassis. Yeah, so win, you know, man. I mean, can't hurt. Promise you, can't hurt. Well, I, I put it this way though, <laughs> and and I ain't taking nothing away from Cody's older brother Brandon by no means, obviously. But I don't, uh, yeah, he's going to have a learning curve stepping up from from crates and limiteds and stuff like that up to a super. But that boy's a wheel man. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's a wheel man already. I mean, I don't, uh, obviously driving talent just runs in that family. Yeah, they, he's not going to have any problem, I don't think, in that, in that car for sure. And uh, I look forward to seeing that thing in victory lane. For sure. I text Joey Day, I said, uh. Good choice. <laughs> yeah. You picked a good one there. You picked a good one. That boy, that boy can drive. So uh, I told him, I said, we're going to have to get both of y'all on here, here soon. Yeah, for he sure. Said, and he said, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So uh, good. hopefully here in the next couple of weeks, we'll get him on and talk about it a little bit. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome for sure. And um, A lot of good things happening, man. A lot of good things happening now. And it's mm-hmm. all kind of coming together. So uh, look, look, look forward for, hopefully for, a good uh a good series there for them guys and um like you say it cannot hurt to to build that team up a little bit like that that's a it's a good draft pick if you if you will <laughs> yes yes it is it is for sure well good deal good deal good deal all right well as we talked about earlier um about all the other dirt racing was Rained out this past weekend. Pretty well. There was only there was one dirt race that I know that wasn't. That was Knoxville. It could have been. <laughs> it was trucks, <laughs> but it was. Yeah, our buddy Kyle Strickler went and run it. Yeah, he did. Um, going back a little bit though, I want to go back real quick. If y'all haven't seen it, y'all need to go check it out. We announced it on here last Monday night. 
our uh our our new pit slash special event reporter Melissa Scarpetti was over at uh Wings etc in Gaffney South Carolina this past weekend or past no I'm sorry that was Wednesday. Wednesday night golly that was last Wednesday she was over there it was supposed to be before the uh race Lucas race at Cherokee it got rained out it got hurricaned out and uh so but anyway they had a big time over there uh if you haven't seen it go on our page she interviewed everybody that was over there all our buddies uh kyle strickler chris ferguson trent ivy and she even had on uh scott bloomquist over there so if y'all haven't seen that yet make sure you uh check out our uh, facebook page she was on there live um talking to all those guys giving them some fun questions some stuff you don't typically hear them get asked but yet they had a lot of fun with it and uh she did a good job at at bringing out the personality in those guys some of which most of those guys you don't need to bring out much more personality (laughs) they show plenty anyway that's why we like them oh but anyway like sterling just said uh the truck series was at knoxville this past uh friday night um First time they've run anywhere other than, uh, well, got away from Eldora. They didn't, uh, and they ran Bristol. But I can't classify Bristol with anything. Bristol is a animal of its own, I feel like. It's different just because the way they haul in dirt to come there. It's not a regularly raced track. So that's just, it's kind of a special event. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I don't know, buddy. They, uh, well, start with hats off to Strickler for, when there's heat there, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, the track changed a lot uh, from the heats to the feature. Um, but it ended up being just like Bristol. Yeah. And driving it like a short track, an asphalt short track. Yep. Um, keeping the truck as straight as possible. Um, and, you know, Eldora may have not been the, well, trucks on dirt may not be the best asphalt car on dirt may not make for the best racing period i'm yeah. not I, i'm i'm i agree with that but at least at eldora and maybe they have learned things since then if they go back to eldora maybe they'll run it the same way but then i mean they were up on the cushion they were well that's what i was fixing you could you could use a slide job at eldora Right. You they, could dive a truck down in the corner and slide somebody they raced eldora like a dirt track yes what they learned or what Martin Truex ruined, I think, for everybody is how he raced Bristol, which they carried over to Knoxville. Um and you couldn't pass. You no. start you start on the outside, you're done. Yep. If you start on the outside, you lose six, seven, eight spots on a restart. Um it just wasn't meh. Wasn't wasn't no good, man. You had to move somebody to pass. I mean, that's the only way you could do it, because they just they slowed down, took the bottom. Well, in the heat races, the heat races were awesome. Yeah, the heat races were great while the track was still wet. And that's what um, uh, Sheldon Creed said. Um, I can't necessarily disagree with him. He was not happy with the racing there. He said he loved dirt track racing. But, you know, these trucks just didn't do it. He said, we're going to have to either, if we're going to keep running these, we're going to have to move, move the radiator, put the radiator in the back like an off-road truck or something, keep the mud out of it. 
take the windshields out of them so we can run on a wet track. It's the only right. way you're going to get good racing. He said, this dried out stuff, when you locked in the bottom, it's just, you know, everybody's got to go. He said he lost respect for everybody out there pretty much. And uh, I don't know if y'all saw it, but Kyle Strickler, our buddy, had some uh, some pointed words kind of saying the same thing about a lot of those guys. He said, you know, you're just getting hit every time you turn around. It wasn't just, you know, nudging you or something. No, he said, guys are just going in there slamming you. He said, it's all these young boys that's in there anymore, and I can't disagree with him. He said, none of them have to go back to the shop on Monday morning and fix this truck. No, of course they don't. <laughs> he said, he's like, you know, maybe if they did that, maybe they would race with some respect, but he said, none of them have any respect out there anymore. It's no, crazy. They do not. And, you know, kind of like Joey brought up, you know, last week, uh, these young boys that don't, you know, their 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 sponsor or their parents or whatever uh write a check for their seat. Um that that they don't they don't understand what it means to uh to take care of stuff and, and, and earn respect from people. But um but no, it just Unfortunately, that's what you had to do. I yeah. mean, you, you go to a go-kart track now, a dirt track here locally around us. If you're going to pass somebody, you've got to bump. you you got to move them up out of the way. Um, so it it just wasn't that great. But the heat races were awesome. Seeing them be able to run the top and get the bite off the top was really cool. Um, but, you know, it, it it didn't take long. You know, me watching Strickler when, he, when they started that race. Um he just fell like a rock. I mean, you could not do anything up there. He did. He said he was, uh, listen to a little bit, of, or I heard something on the radio. They said he was just searching for lines on there. And uh, about coming into the last stage of the race, he was actually making up some time. I think he made it back up to 12th or so before that wreck. And then when that happened, just. That was it. <laughs> but, but I will say this. <laughs> and I saw this, it was a little uh, caption photo somebody had on uh i can't remember if it was twitter or what but anyway it showed a picture of a big old pile up on the uh front stretch of knoxville then it showed a big old pile up on the front stretch at darlington and it said is is dirt really the problem <laughs> no it's uh it's that thing we were just talking about it's the exactly. respect thing yeah it's um, the loosen up between the steering wheel and the seat that's the problem most yeah of the time. yeah it had nothing to do with the dirt it's just i don't know man um if they're gonna run them on dirt they gotta do something different they're gonna have to give it get it wetter um they're gonna have to figure something out there because it's just not there's nothing really to it once it slicks off and you just you driving it like a asphalt track there's not much to it i almost wish that once, maybe twice a year, I know this is wishful thinking and it, it will never, ever, ever happen. I wish they go to these tracks, say Eldora, say Knoxville, uh, if you want to do Bristol, that's great. Don't even run a truck, an Xfinity car, or a cup car. Truck series, run crate late models. Xfinity Series run limited late models. Cup Series run super late models. Yeah, that would be. Um, I mean, it would. I mean, it, it would. Put <laughs> it's never a, gonna happen. But I mean, <laughs> no, it it would it would you know. But but they claim to be the NASCAR likes to claim that they have the best drivers in the world. Well, if you got the best drivers in the world, they ought to be able to drive anything. 
I don't think NASCAR I don't think they can. I don't think I don't either. I think NASCAR has the most marketable and most rich people. <laughs> exactly. If if you if, they, if they you got will. the they got the platform to say that. Because yeah, because I'm I'm telling you, man, the the best drivers in the world are probably not even known. Exactly. Because you don't have the money to do it. Um. So you know whatever, but uh. Anyway, I don't. I love dirt. In my opinion, I think you need to keep dirt cars on dirt. Yep. And you need to keep asphalt cars on asphalt. Yep. Um, I don't think they've ever fixed that. They they can't stage every possible situation to make this perfect. Um, I know they. I think NASCAR went to the guys that prep Knoxville or own Knoxville, whatever. And these guys have been working this track for I don't know. 700 years now. <laughs> exactly. Um, and they know what they're doing, and they do it every week. First they, race was run there in 1901. <laughs> yeah, and they, they race weekly there. So these guys know how to work Knoxville. And they go tell them, okay, we don't want any dust. We don't want any mud. We don't want any of this. We don't want any of that. I'm like... They don't want a dirt track. Then go to asphalt. <laughs> I mean, what do you... What, I don't understand. I was waiting for them to go out there and put some PJ1 down in the... I mean, it's it's unbelievable how much NASCAR has to stage a good race. They can't just bring the drivers, bring the cars to a racetrack and have a good race. Can't do it. You got to stage all this and try to make this in their head what it takes to make a good race. Well, it's just unreal now to me. It's just getting out of hand. And, and this stuff with Atlanta, you know, we'll, well get that's to that what in a second, to, That's what I was fixing to say. That kind of brings it right to Atlanta. I mean, you know, what they feel like puts on a good race and a track um let's narrow the track let's put more banking in it let's do whatever let's put super glue on the race whatever they gotta do to what they think makes a good race sounds like they're looking for a wreck i don't know what they're they said they 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 go off of what the fans say what i mean do the fans want demolition derby or they want a race i don't understand the difference but they're you know the the fan base now that well i'll say the fan base that's the ones probably out voicing their opinion if there are any they say that but who knows i don't think they really understand what racing is no nah, they 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 these are the ones now who've grown up all the racing they know was on a playstation or xbox right where they can go in there and wreck the whole field, win the race, and hit reset. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's just so different now, man. It's so, so different. And the I saw some stuff that I'm not going to get into now, but I saw some stuff that NASCAR is trying to, to, to dip their hand in and trying to get this and that with um, a lot of us with Post Malone and all this stuff. And it's, I'm just like, oh, yeah, what are they doing? I mean... I understand right trying to reach different I don't even know what it is, I guess different groups of people. Why? Get a Be, farther reach. Th- th- this is my thing. NFL don't have to well, no, th- go out and they let it happen organically if that's my thing is it's nothing new for let's say a rapper. I mean, we'll just go with a rapper. Post Malone is not right. a rapper, but we'll we'll go with a rapper. It is nothing new for a rapper to show up at a racetrack. Well, I'm yeah, but what my thing is, this is my problem with it, is NASCAR feels like, or whoever's over it now, 
in my opinion, they feel like they have to change themselves. Oh, they're letting the marketing to be liked. They're letting the marketing department run the sport. If <laughs> go to be yourself, be NASCAR, be what it started. Do that, and do what you think is right. Let's go race. Let's do that, and then whoever that attracts, I don't care. That's great. Attract more people. That's the true fan. But don't change to try to attract people. Don't change to have uh, a tiki bar in the middle of three and four to attract somebody. I, I think they got that at Charlotte. I'm pretty sure they did. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you know, it's just, it's, it is unbelievable to me. I mean, I know they have to change with the times and they got to do this and they got to have 5G and I was say, got Wi-Fi everywhere. Wi-Fi in the bathroom. Uh, the, the track is right there in front of you, but everybody's sitting there watching it on their phone. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is ridiculous to me, you know, and I kind of relate it back because I love baseball too. I think everybody knows me know that. I love baseball. Go to a baseball game. That has not changed in a hundred years. No, the the game has not. The stadiums the probably stadiums have done bigger, they've, they've done the same thing as NASCAR. They're nicer. Tracks, they're whatever. Wi Fi, all that junk. But I mean, it's baseball. Yeah, it's racing. Yeah, you go there. This is it. We ain't got to change everything to accommodate this person or that person. This is it. Let's go do us. Let's play baseball. The game of baseball has not changed. Period. Well, my whole thing with Atlanta, this this is my whole deal with Atlanta, is, okay, whatever, you made up this formula, I guess, that you come up with that's going to produce X-type racing on the track. One, Atlanta has had some good racing. It's had some close finishes at it. But in all honesty, in my opinion, most races have been pretty doggone boring at Atlanta ever since they changed it from a true oval track. Mm-hmm. It, like I said, it's had some really exciting close finishes. Just like Sunday, the last 20 laps of the race were an awesome race between Kurt and Kyle Busch. But other than that, it's kind of follow the leader. Well, prime example, they shortened that race by 100 laps, yeah. 100 miles. Yeah. Could you tell? No. If they had shortened it by 200 miles, could you tell? Probably not. No, <laughs> you I, wouldn't have. You could have run 50 laps. Exactly. And it had the same outcome, bro. That's the problem with it. That is, that's the problem. And this, the only reason it is, go back to what they've changed. Exactly. But I don't agree with Denny Hamlin hardly ever, ever, yeah, ever. But he had some really good points um talking about changing track he was like who are who is coming up with these ideas i mean you know at track you know you got they say this is what the fans want okay whatever um he said his whole thing is about it he said he's not happy with it he doesn't think it's going to produce good racing he said but NASCAR isn't necessarily looking for the same thing the drivers are looking for. He knows that. Everybody knows that. Drivers want to be able to drive the track and be as comfortable as they can. That's just what they want. They don't want to be uncomfortable driving. Uh, NASCAR, well, I say NASCAR. Normally fans want 
have a better race experience if the drivers are not comfortable driving the car. He said, but this is the thing. He said, NASCAR never once came to us. They, they don't have a driver's uh, council anymore. Um, he said, but they never came to any driver, you know, saying, telling us what they're trying to accomplish. Never did. He said, if they would come to us and just say, you know, we want to accomplish X. He said, we might not like it. He said, but we're going to give them feedback of how you accomplish X. But the whole time we're going to be telling them we don't like it. Right. He said, but there's not even that conversation. No, there's not. And I mean, you know, there's, 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 there's different arguments to that. Um, but, it's just it, to me it just goes back to them trying to generate excitement and that to me is, is <laughs> if if you can't put them things in a bowl and let them race and it's not exciting then something's wrong you know it's just like they're they're trying too hard to generate a good what they consider a good race but you're going to put brand new asphalt on Atlanta. Them cars are going to be stuck to the racetrack. You ain't going to be, I mean. You're adding four degrees of banking. They're not going to move. No. I don't know if anybody was watching Atlanta yesterday, but if you watch any in car, them fools was jumping up and down, hands, I mean, moving all over the place. Well, I mean. I understand they had to repave it. Some of them was falling apart. It had been falling apart for years. It has been. But, I mean, I don't think. Going from what it was yesterday to putting brand new asphalt on, it's going to make a better race. Putting more banking in, it's like, I mean, what, what, what is it going to do? I've got a huge unpopular opinion, and I've had this for years, is I think the more and more banking they're putting in these tracks is ruining the racing at most of them. Yes, it is. Because the cars don't move around. It's like they find one groove that's the fast groove, and they're just wide open in that groove. Mm-hmm. And... Texas, they took out some banking out of one and two. And in my opinion, Texas has made a lot better racing since they took that banking out. I'm like, all right, now go to three and four, do the same thing. Yeah. Let's take some more out. My thing is, if you give them a fast track that they actually have to slow down and use the brake at, it's going to make for a lot better race. Yeah. But when they just get out there and running wide open. But the problem is... and this is probably going to split our audience some on this opinion, is you have so many people, and the best ratings of every year tracks are restricted play. Well, not restricted play anymore, but super speedways. Daytona Talladega. It's the best ratings every year. You know why they're the best ratings? Everybody's watching for the crash. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to try to replicate now four ratings they're going to try to replicate that at even mile and a half tracks. Uh, I just don't think I don't think that's the way to go. No, it's not. I don't think putting making the track narrower narrower so you can't pass, but the only way you're going to be able to pass is your whole line move up just like just like Daytona or Talladega. And you've taken this track that was Three and a half, four lanes at some parts. And now you're making it two and a half lanes, three lanes at most. 
and trying to tell them guys they're going to go wide open around it on a mile and a half track now. Mm. From what I understand, the new car is a little bit slower. Um, so That's a good thing. If that's that. Uh, well, it is. But when you do add all those together, you're creating pack racing. Oh, for sure. There's no <laughs> doubt it's going to be pack racing. I mean, pretty much about every mile and a half is going to be pack racing. Next yeah, year. it's going to be drafting um, all the time. And that's, that's what they want. Instead of having Daytona and Talladega, they'll have 10 tracks, whatever it is. Um, Dale Jr. going to come back and win everything. He might, bro. Come <laughs> on, son. Uh, but no, I don't know, dude. It's just... it's. Just trying to make it. Just that's what's that, that's what is unfortunate to me is the, is is trying to generate excitement. It can't be exciting. It's not organic anymore, though. No, it's not. I mean, you know, I just I relate back to dirt racing or any type of dirt racing, like we just talked about. Slower, three fifty eight. Um, Northeast Modifieds versus Big Blocks. My opinion puts on a better race. They're slower, but they get on a slick track, and they can run together. They can run together, but it don't matter where you go. You go to Volusia, you go to wherever, put on a good show. They ain't gotta, they ain't gotta do nothing special, bro. You just no. race, and it puts on a good show. I think that's what's really. I think I think it's getting under their skin now bad NASCAR wise that they can't just organically make excitement. No. Can't um, so it's you know and that's draws us all the way back to Knoxville. And <laughs> that's I remember going going to Rockingham back in the day, Bo and and or Darlington, but I remember I really remember just sitting in Rockingham seats. For the race you didn't see nothing happen on that track. Track was gray as could be the only laps they had on there was practice and qualifying. That was it. Cars got out there and raced. Sometimes it might string out a little bit. But then eventually you're going to see a guy come off two and nail the wall. Oh, yeah. And it was just organic, hard racing. But the difference was it wasn't the tracks. The tracks haven't changed. That's my thing. No, they're changing the, the tracks, car, but the right. tracks haven't changed. It's these cars. when they're, they, they got so much downforce in these cars. Too easy to drive. They're glued to the track, and they're so easy to drive. And I think he was a great driver. Don't get me wrong, because I think he could drive anything. But Jeff Gordon was the most hilarious at it to me. You'd listen on the radio, and he'd say he was wrecking loose all the time. And you'd watch the in-car camera, and it looked like his hands moved an inch. Mm. <laughs> but he was wrecking loose. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's another another era, but it's what it is. Um Austin Hill took home the win in Knoxville. Um, kind of a surprise win there after that yeah. wreck. Yeah, that wreck kind of shook everything up for sure. Um, but, you know, like I say, there was a lot of uh, dirt ringers in there, Strickler and Chris Wyndham. Um, Chris Wyndham was that there. That was a last-minute deal, though. Yeah, because Mike Lynette, he uh, yeah. got he injured missed, there a little bit. He missed his leg up, apparently. Um, Donnie Schatz was there. Um, I'm sorry. I mean, don't get me wrong. Donnie Schatz is a great driver. He is a great sprint car driver. I've seen him in a late model do good things. I, I have. But, my Lord Fox, come on now. 
They try, but they try so hard to get dirt fans. That's all it is. You're not yeah. getting that many dirt fans just talking about Donnie Shots the whole night, though. No, you know you're not. You're not. But um, if anybody possibly was tuning in because Donnie Shots was running that race, they made sure that they realized that you were there because. Well, I tuned in because they talked because Kyle Strickler was running that race, and I didn't hear Kyle Strickler's name. Hardly ever. I, they interviewed him after his heat win, and that was it. But, um, but you know, they they definitely uh, whew, they was giving the praise to Donnie Shots, and you know, and we've seen it before, man. It's no different with Strickler with anybody else. Them guys, especially the way the track turned, those guys that run the dirt or the trucks all the time, they know how to drive the trucks. They know mm-hmm. the limitations of the trucks. When the track turned to basically dusty asphalt they go run up front yeah donnie and i don't care what donnie shots drives on dirt it ain't no truck and kyle strickler it ain't no truck um scott bloomquist run a truck at eldora jessica friesen had a tough time (laughs) yeah but it doesn't it's there's no comparison to driving what they drive to that truck no the only uh, the only comparison there is is it's on dirt, and there's four tires. There's four tires. That is literally it, one hundred percent. So, um, I didn't, I didn't, I really did not expect, um, the dirt guys to do anything, um, special in 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 a race and the heats. Yeah, the heats for sure because the track was still wet. So, um. You can kind of you can kind of see their expertise in that a little bit, um, but when you couldn't run the, what was cushion then you couldn't run that. That was that kind of took that out of the equation. But um, but you were not going to win that race. You weren't going to finish top ten in that race. Driving a truck like a dirt car, you would not do it. No, because I don't know if anybody saw, but Stuart Friesen was driving his truck early in the race, was driving his truck like a dirt car, and the right rear looked like a slick. Yep. He burnt every bit of the rubber off of it. Then he slowed it down, run on the bottom, and come back up front. Yep. So it's just, there's no comparison. You cannot relate. You cannot take your expertise driving a dirt car on dirt at Knoxville. I don't care if you run every week there. And go run a truck there. You can. There's nothing you can take from that. I think about the closest thing that you could probably get to saying it'd be similar to it would be either a street stock, yeah, or a um like they run up north the pro stocks, right. That that that, that is the closest thing you would have to a truck on asphalt. Yeah, I mean on dirt, but it's nowhere close still. Right. Yeah. No, it's not. It's too heavy and. Just they just ain't made for it, but nope. um, but anyway, so that's that. Um, is what it is. <laughs> we'll see what they do next year. I don't know what all kind of dirt stuff's gonna be, but uh, I'm sure they'll be trying some more. Yep, and uh, saw some stuff on there. Looked like possibly, I'm not sure. Uh, Kyle Bush might have won his hundred and second and final. Xfinity race. Yep, that's all he's got scheduled for the foreseeable future, from what I saw. And um, I kind of figured that would happen once he hit a hundred. I think he would kind of, kind of wanted to, 
well, say wanted to, but I think he 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 would rather spend his extracurricular time with Brexton now because Brexton's running a lot more, especially on Saturdays. On Saturdays, and you know, and I don't blame him. No. I would I would much rather spend my time with with my little boy racing. So uh, I think that's what he wants to do. He got his milestone to his his hundred that he wanted to do. He set out to do, and he did it. And um, go spend time with your boy. For sure. And uh, then come Sunday, uh, it was the bush-on-bush battle. Yeah. Pretty much about the whole race. Yeah, they they dominated the whole thing. I mean, um, Kurt, I can't remember how many. He led 160 or 100-something odd laps. Yes, it's it's really funny to me, though. (laughs) And it's always ironic and... I, I, I'm not saying there's anything to it, so don't take me wrong. I'm really not. But it's always ironic, especially when something like this, you know, big happens in the sport to a team. You know, Chip Ganassi Racing just announced that, you know, they sold. They sold out. Done. Well, all of a sudden, Kurt, Kurt's been around the top five all year, top ten for sure, but he hadn't really been contending for first. Well, he hasn't oh. been dominating. <laughs> and then that, no. you know, that that's what he did yesterday. So yeah, um, you're right. It kind of is ironic, and but you know, Ross Chastain's been running really good up front uh, past few weeks yeah. too. So um, maybe they're going to step off on the right foot and keep that momentum going for them uh, for the <laughs> for next season. Well, Ross Chastain was running good up front yesterday too. The only problem was he just wasn't on the lead lap. <laughs> Well, one thing I'll say about <laughs> Ross Chastain, he's always been this way, and he's very open about it. He's upfront about it, and he don't really care what nobody thinks. He is a team player. I promise you he is a team player. That fool is a team if, player. If, if you want a team player on your team, you better pick Ross Chastain. He has been that way from the get-go. I don't care if he's in a 10th-place car or a 40th-place car or a winning car. He is going to give you 100%. And if he can't win, he's going to do everything he can to help his teammate win. Yep. And he made it look so good, too, man. He really did. I mean, he... he, But I I will say, in my opinion, he didn't do anything wrong. No, he didn't. I mean, he went to the top. Kurt was running the bottom. Kyle was running the top. Lap cars go to the top. They pretty much said that about all the the whole race. I was listening to him. Lap cars going to the top. He went to the top. (laughs) I mean... He went to the top. Is what it is. I don't really know why. It didn't look like it, it it really didn't look like Kyle had already set up to enter three on the top when Ross went up there, really. So I was kind of surprised that he didn't go to the bottom. Yeah. But uh I guess he had already drove it in a little uh or backed it up, whatever. Um to to run the top and and, and uh he committed, but um Kurt was a lot faster than him than, than Kyle Busch was uh, at the end of that race. I don't know if he had. I don't know if he would have been able to pass him. I don't. I don't know, but I think he would have definitely caught him. And there was other lap cars that played into that um, after they got around Ross. So it still may have worked out the same way. But you know, Ross knew that that car, that Kurt's car, was not in the playoffs. So they wanted to make sure a uh, Ganassi car was in the playoffs, and they they definitely succeeded at that. And Ross is really close to pointing his way in. Um, another thing is, what six races left? 
but Ross is pretty close. So um, if he keeps running the way he's running, he, he, they may end up pointing their way in. Is he is he within the top sixteen? I can't I remember. remember. I think I know. I know out. outside. Well, outside is pretty far back. All right. I can't remember. Uh, I'll look at it right quick while you while, while you. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I can't. There's two two ways to look at this, in my opinion. You either look at it as he was trying to help a teammate out, or you can look at it as dude was trying to stay on the lead lap. Right. Either way, I can't necessarily fault him. Right. There is nothing in the rule book that says you can't fight to stay on the lead lap. There is nothing in the rule book that says where to go when the leaders are coming. I mean, people don't have to like it, but I promise you, I promise you, and I've seen it happen. If, let's say, just like this year, if that would have been roles reversed, it would have been Denny Hamlin fighting up there with Kurt Busch, and Kyle Busch was the one going a lap down, I promise you Kyle would have blocked his own brother to try to get Denny a win because Denny, even though he's technically in the points lead, he don't have a win, and he needs some good playoff points going into the playoffs. Right. Yeah, he he definitely does. And there's uh, Ross is 48 points out of 16th. If I'm, if I'm reading that right, it's pretty yeah. confusing. But there's third. There's there is twelve different winners now. Um, I just really want it one year to get to seventeen. I know it. it <laughs> and what amazes me is there's twelve different winners, and Denny Hamlin is still fourth as the playoffs started today. Yeah, he's still first in point. I mean, he's, he's yeah, he's still he's first. ten points ahead of Larson. Unbelievable, really. And, and Kevin Hart's 14th, no win. Tyler Reddick, 15th, no win. Austin Dillon, 16th, no win. So, um, yeah, Ross Chastain is 19th right now. Matty D's 18th. Man, there's some good cars. I was going to say, I'd love to see Matt Benedetto come up and win one. Um, there's a few of them out there. That, that Ross Chastain, I'd love to see him jump up there and win yeah. one. Um, man, it'd be <laughs> the NASCAR – would not know what to do if Denny Hamlin, the, if the was regular the season champion, was not, not in the, playoff. the playoffs. <laughs> Man, they'd be they'd be pulling out their sticky stuff in a hurry. They'd be trying they, they to pull figure a, out. They pull a get Jeff Gordon on it. Well, you know, the seven. We're gonna add a seventeenth place this year too. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. yeah something will happen. I can assure you. Somebody be hurt or something. something oh yeah, something happened. Some, there, there was an illegal car. That car was illegal. Yeah, yeah. Michael McDowell. He, yeah, he. Nah, it just it didn't work. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So, um, like you said, last twenty laps was pretty good there. Glad Kurt got another win. Um, they said something about it. I can't remember, but it's been like a lot of years in a row that he has got at least one win. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think he's 42 years old now. It might be 18. Wait, was it 18? I can't no, remember. Probably, probably about right, yeah. Um, so that's pretty I know cool. he won his championship our senior year in high school. It was 2003 yeah. he won his championship. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so he is uh, tied with Fireball Roberts, I think, 25th overall for the most winning driver, winningest driver in the uh, Cup Series, I think, with 33 now. So, pretty good. Uh, pretty good for him there. So, He's wanting to stick around for next year in a new car if 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 that works out. Um I think he'll be going with 
the team he's got over the track house? Uh, with as much, with as much sponsorship that Monster gives him, yeah, I think he will too. That, that Monster um, would be a good fit sponsorship wise at Trackhouse. Yeah, I think they'll they'll definitely kind of keep that. And if they do, they're gonna have to keep Kurt. I think cause kinda, I, could, I could see Pitbull drinking a Monster right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would make good sense. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. But uh, so yeah. Um, a lot to see what happens there coming up, but, um, all in all, it was a pretty rainy weekend for, for a lot of other racing around here anyway. Yeah. And, uh, they ain't get much in around this, these parts. I know, uh, <laughs> another good one. Um, our buddy Blake Roark got him another win over at something speedway. Did it rain? No. Didn't. Wow. Well, he's killing him over there now, man. I tell you what. I wrote, I, I told him he was learning well because uh, I wrote him. I said, man, that's awesome, dude. He said, that chicken bone alley sticker just made it faster every lap. <laughs> I said, you're learning well. Yeah, he <laughs> got it down pat now. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, good deal with him. Uh, if y'all are still listening here, guys, we have officially put up all... The entry, uh, uh, we have opened up for entries into the Chicken Bone Alley summer, um, what's this thing called? Shootout. <laughs> summer shootout. Summer I shootout. Racing, summer I shootout. Ra- the Chicken Bone Alley summer shootout on iRacing. We, we are open for entries. Go on our, uh, our Facebook page. Check it out. Um, thousand dollars to the winner this year. That's pretty good money. One grand. I'd like to win. I won't, but I, I'd like to win. I might not even enter if I'm because I know I ain't gonna win that. Them guys is gonna be ridiculous. Um, got a couple weeks still left to sure. enter. Um, go uh, check out. Like I said, we put up a post on Facebook to uh. To, to detail how to enter. Um, every, the only thing people have asked us is uh, w- what cars and tracks we're running. We hadn't announced it yet. Hadn't announced it. It'll be coming out here soon, but I'm going to tell you all this. It's a mixture of asphalt and dirt. It might be asphalt cars on dirt. No, no it won't. <laughs> what do you mean, man? <laughs> no, it won't. We kind of generate some stuff here. <laughs> No, no, it doesn't work. No. Well, I will put it this way: the trucks work better on dirt on I racing than they do. Yeah. In real life. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> For sure. So, uh, y'all go check it out. We're gonna have some good paybacks. Got some good prizes coming up. Uh, we will be announcing it here in the weeks to come, leading up to it. We start August the third. If you want to enter, you need to be entered. I hadn't put a date on it, but I'm going to put it, you know, at least about a week or so ahead of that. So, you only got a couple weeks to enter. Yeah, y'all got to go jump think, on there. I think we, we only put, given 45 spots. That's all we, all we take it. How much is it to enter? $25 to enter for the entire season. Entire season. That, that gives you the entire season. Eight races. Yep. By seven entries, you get one free. Yeah, sure. 
pretty good deal. If you want, if you want to enter in that many spots, I guess that gives you a few more spots you'll finish <laughs> better. <laughs> the other six guys didn't show up this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but anyway, guys, it's gonna be a fun time. It's gonna be broadcast on Soap Tires Broadcasting. We want to thank EMFR Performance. Our buddy Earl Ramey over there coming on sponsoring with us along with Grease Monkey Mooresville. They are co-presenting sponsors of the Chicken Bone Alley Summer Shootout. Also want to thank Palmetto Machine and Fabrication, Northeast Auto Imports. Um, we also got our buddies SRI Performance on there. Another podcast here. The Blood Eagle Racing Podcast. They're coming on board, racing with us, and uh, buddies of ours. And then BS Racing. So y'all, uh, we appreciate all them for sure. Coming on, helping us out, ready to have some fun with us. Um, it gets competitive. Boy, it gets competitive. Last year it got really competitive. I ain't lying, but I thought somebody was gonna throw a steering wheel or something. <laughs> Man, whew! It could have happened. It really could have happened. So, uh, so yeah, y'all get ready to come on, have some fun with us. But uh, what else we got this week? Anything? Man, that's all I know of, dude. I'm gonna um, go put me some aloe on and uh, <laughs> take another hot shower. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you need a cold shower. Maybe that'll work better. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'm opening to try about anything. <laughs> all right, guys. We want you to think, as always, SRI Performance and Stock Car Steel. Helping us out here every week, our buddy Randy Keene, RK Motorsports Consulting, along with Team SRI Motorsports. Um, Ford Bite Apparel. Y'all go check out our buddy Coltrane and uh, his business partner and dad, I guess you'll say, Mark <laughs> Vanderheiden over at uh, Ford Bite. Get some cool apparel. You're going to need it for the summer. It's never too early to start Christmas shopping. It's past July 4th. That That's my... That's my thing. If it's past July fourth, I can start listening to Christmas music. That's it, bro. You got it. Huh? I'm like Pat. I'm I'm closer to Christmas. I'm closer to this coming Christmas than I am the previous Christmas. That's correct. So that means I can start listening to Christmas music. That's that's my theory anyway. You in, bro? <laughs> so being that that said, if y'all want to go order me some uh, Ford Bite apparel for Christmas, jump on it. I will take it. Go check them out. Uh, Checkered, the race hub. All racing all the time. The social media for racing. We ain't talking about Aunt Sally's cats and nephews and nieces and whatever else on there unless they're racing. They race cats anywhere? They might, but ain't no telling right there's probably a There's probably a page on there if they're racing them somewhere because there's every type of racing represented on Checkered, which is really cool. They got a page for lawnmower racing rc racing i well e-racing as a call because they don't just specify i racing i mean you can be in uh nascar 2003 um forza whatever you could talk about it on there as long as it's racing talk about it um so if you're not on checkered be sure to go get on checkered you're gonna you'll like it and uh we appreciate all them coming on every week helping us out for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. But anyway, guys. Well, I um 
I reckon y'all will for sure be hearing from us probably before the next podcast. Y'all will probably be hearing from us this weekend at the Carolina Sizzler. If you're in the in the area, you know, which is Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, any of those Georgia. areas, Georgia, that's the area. Come to the Carolina Sizzler. Hang out with us. We'll be walking around the pits all day, and uh, who who knows what we'll be doing. We'll, we'll be hanging out, doing something. Um, I'll come talk to Mr. Dalton Lamb. Appreciate him coming on. Greg Martin, thank him today for coming out and hanging out with us. So uh, anyway, guys, y'all catch us uh, this weekend. If not, we will catch you next podcast. Later. Later.